<laughs> yeah, it's a little bit funny looking. Is it? That's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's like quite stiff, so it like sticks out at an angle. It's quite funny. Uh, hello and welcome to Totem Talks. I'm Helen Fruin. I'm Mark Smith. And today we look rather ridiculous in our Santa hats. We're nailing it though. <laughs> Did you look awesome in that hat? And there's a button somewhere. Your lights all, your Christmas trees will flash up. It's awesome. And, and then we get a sing song. Yeah, which we yeah. probably don't have the copyright to, so let's not press that button. Let's not do that. Uh, and also, if anyone's watching on YouTube, on Helen's desk right now is the singular totem Christmas decoration. Totem Christmas decoration. Have a little gold tree. Mm -hmm. There we go. I believe that was liberated one Christmas party as well mm, from yes, a local somewhere. venue. Mm. Mm. Less said. So, <laughs> less said the better. Uh, why are we wearing Christmas garb in November? This is not really appropriate. No, no, it's a bit weird. <laughs> so as 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 hopefully everybody knows, to, our, our, our business kind of goes into hibernation in December. So A little bit. Most of our clients yeah. are winding down. Obviously, we're, we're a client services business. From, November, from December the 15th onwards, most people are out of the office. They've They've gone home. Certainly that was the case last year mm. with COVID in particular, and this year is shaping up to be the same. Well, the retail is so crazy. Yeah. Everybody's out on the front line. Nobody's thinking about learning and development no. because you're all out on the front line doing the job. And in the first few years of business, this was really quite painful to us because we'd run around like headless chicken. Oh my God, we've got The business has gone quiet. But now, you know, we build that in actually to our planning and December is a great time, A, for us all to unwind because frankly, it's been... A bit bonkers. I'm sure it's been for everybody, but um, I don't think we've had a holiday in two years. So December is always a great time for us to just take a break as a business as well, for us to go over some of our processes. It's a bit like a planned maintenance time for me as well, so I can up upgrade our IT and look at our software, go through any issues. I'm desperately trying to fix Helen's Outlook spell check issue. That is just ridiculous. <laughs> Come on, Microsoft, help me out here. Um and to spend time with our families and really just, you know, enjoy the break and then come back in January, at which point, you know, it's all, all a bit refreshed. So unfortunately, this year, our last podcast of the year is fallen on the last day in November or thereabouts. So it looks like we're a little bit early. It looks like we're a little gone. bit early. We, we didn't want to do a podcast in the middle of December because, we, you know, we're all going to be out and about by then. So here we are, end of December, silly hats. <laughs> uh, and what we're going to talk about this week is basically just to review the end of the year. It has been another very challenging year for everybody. So let's not um, you know, sugarcoat how difficult it's been here because it's been difficult everywhere. Um, and I guess I'm going to start with you. Give me a highlight of the year for you. I'm going to say the Global Inclusive Leadership Programmes. Oh, mm. why is that? Because, I mean, it's been just an incredible journey anyway for us as a business to move from running recruitment-related unconscious bias workshops and how to overcome unconscious bias, well, or at least reduce unconscious bias in the selection process when you're interviewing, when you're advertising. It's been a huge journey to go from that to running inclusive leadership programs mm. and we've partnered with pope consulting in the u.s who are really the the world leaders in diversity they yeah, well, they invented, they, they invented coined the term yeah, yeah. diversity in that context um so to have partnered with them and learned from them about what inclusive leadership is 
And then because our client has said, you know, let's run this totally remotely, let's get it running as efficiently as possible, that we can be in Trinidad and South Africa and Moscow in, in one day mm. and run that program. But look at what inclusive leadership means in that culture mm. and challenge some of the barriers. Uh, like in Trinidad, it's still against the law to be gay. Mm. So how do you have an inclusive workforce when it's against the law? It's mind-blowing. And that richness of conversation and the humility of people to come into the room and say, I feel very uncomfortable with this, even more so because it's against the law, but my second cousin recently came out and so I want to be inclusive and I want to be supportive it's an incredibly rich conversation and it's felt like a real privilege to be part of that mm. in such a global way. Nice. Mm. Which makes the highlight of my year seem rather vain and selfish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying desperately to think of a, a more grown-up highlight now. No, no, you're good. Let's, <laughs> let's be clear that you and I do very different work as well. So yeah, well, that is true. I, I get to be part of those conversations. If the highlight of your year is fixing Outlook, that's, that's also totally well, that, That's not the highlight of my year. Um, my, I've got some new toys. <laughs> very good. That's, that's so bad. Um, I think this year we have... Uh, last year... Uh, there was a greater uh, uh, call for us to be doing sort of the digital stuff, mm -hmm. obviously. So we've we've done the whole pivot thing. We've got our subscriptions to Zoom and WebEx and Skype and Teams everybody. and everybody under the sun. But creating um, videos was the... Creating the videos was, was the, the big piece. And so we have moved from doing a fairly reasonable job pre-COVID and certainly last year and we have required the technology and skills to do a much better job we're not Pixar let's be clear but and we're not a professional video no. production company we don't have that level of kit we don't have that level of professionalism no but if you're looking for an L&D specialist to create videos we are well we're, we're getting very good feedback now that yeah, our videos are looking very professional enough uh, enough i think that's i think that's what it is and so you know we've got nice new shiny lighting rig our camera equipment is now a lot better than it was a lot better than it was uh our microphones as well now particularly given that we've figured out how to use them yes properly. that was an interesting first few months of podcasting that certainly was yeah. yeah please point your microphones in the right direction everybody um <laughs> So yeah, we've got yeah the the toys and the skills that have come with that and learning how to use that and there is I mean one of the the feathers in my cap to this year is um um the biggest entertainment company studio <laughs> in the world I'll let you guess who um, <laughs> just go bigger um, we made videos for them this year and I think that's a real endorsement. <laughs> but it was also really weird it was really weird <laughs> why, why are we doing this your studio is <laughs> but again it comes down to like so in the same way that that entertainment studio or a video production company could have done this what they were looking for was our expertise mm. on the video so if you can combine those that that's what makes it yeah. so powerful and i think that's that's been a real shift for us because before we would be forced to work with video production companies and yeah. You know, if, if we're charging, say, five grand for our expertise, a video production company would be charging close to 15 for theirs. Yeah. And I understand that. Before, I used to be horrified at the at the prices we were, we were, we were being given. Yeah. 
But I understand now how difficult it is to produce mm. a video at the level above us. Um, you know, the equipment that you've got to have, the camera lenses in particular, yeah. the shadow field camera lenses are, are big money. Yeah. Um, the time taken then to do the editing, the to create editing the visuals. Process, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, you know, the actors, the hiring of the space. And I think where we've got particularly good as well is that we can, we're very happy communicating how to keep the budget right down. Yes. And we have, we have, we learned this the hard way one time. And since then we have been very dogmatic about it. The script is king. And it's not, you can have as many revisions as you like, but you, you, you get it right. You get it <laughs> Having right. talked about perfectionism recently, right. a couple of podcasts ago. You get it uh, absolutely right. You, you get, want to be a bit of a perfectionist yeah. when it comes to Any stakeholder script. you've got involved in that process, they need to see it and they need to approve it because it's the studio time mm. that's very expensive. So, you know, having a, a, a properly soundproof studio or a studio where you can control the lighting environment because reshoots are horrendously expensive. Mm. And if you are factoring those into the quote that you're giving to a client, your client, your, your quote balloons by it twice, maybe three times, depending on how many reshoots you're expecting. We don't expect any reshoots because we don't allow them. Mm. Or we're very clear up front that it's going to cost you mm. at least half again. So make sure the script is right. <laughs> that's as simple as that. So that's been, uh, that's been a highlight of my year, I think. That doesn't sound in any way fickle or, or ridiculous. Well, yeah, it doesn't. You're talking, I mean, you know, yeah. if you're talking about having a grown-up conversation, you're now actually delivering as part of our business video production. That is yes. an incredible. Yeah, that's thing true. To but do. you're talking about having like really deep, personal, moving conversations with people. That's what I do for a living. What yeah. you do for a living is make technology sing. So Play with there toys. you go. Yeah, we'll stick to what we do best. Yeah. Any, I, I'm not, I was going to say any down lights, low lights. Um, <laughs> low lights. Yeah. Any uh, areas of constructive criticism? <laughs> I'm not sure what you'd call it. Um, yeah, I guess a, a low or a, a downside that we've seen this year. Um, and it's probably broader than just this year. It's been the whole COVID take everything virtual, take everything online. There are some experiences, some workshops that just don't lend themselves to an online learning environment. Mm. And I can think of two in particular where I've really struggled and, and, and it's been in partnership. And this is what I love about working with our clients is always that open partnership conversation. So not, it's not like I just turn up and do a bad job. Yeah. I'd like to think I'd never just do that. Uh, it's been a constant conversation with the client to say, this doesn't really work in this environment. How do we make the best of a bad situation? Uh, and because of certain contexts in one organization in particular, this was now mandatory that everybody had to go through this learning experience. And so you're looking at it going, okay, it's mandatory. It's not working very well in this environment. How do we make the best of it? And we have made the best of a bad situation, but it's still the best of a bad situation as opposed to a good one. Mm. And that's just been a long, hard journey. Um, but as I say, the, the plus side being that it's always in that close partnership with the client, which is a, a great starting point. Mm. And for you? Um, I, I think, I'm not entirely sure, but I think it's it's a combination of either being somewhere on the change curve mm -hmm. or in the five stages of grief. Okay. I, I can't think where, it's almost like there's an well, amalgamation. Well, the change curve and the grief curve are the same oh, the very, thing. Yeah, they're very similar. Um, because if you think of what you go through in, uh, so the Kubler-Ross change yeah, curve was yeah. originally the Kubler-Ross grief Oh, curve. was it? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, that makes some sense then. Because what they noticed was that 
people going through change it's it a kind of grief is, you grief, are yeah. you are grieving the loss of the way things were before when you mm. go through change so both would yes be. okay fine well i'm definitely grieving the change i think when you know 20 end of 2019 beginning of 2020 when we saw that this was probably going to happen um to some degree i was quite excited because I, I quite like change in the main and um you know adapting to the change and being pushed into different areas and having to figure things out I, you know that's my happy space um now it's all the same hmm. it's it's become all the same and i'm very acute of my loss acutely aware of my losses now um i live in a four wall box and even though i do talk to different clients almost on a daily basis there's through a screen and only the faces change mm. the actual experience of work does not change and not being able to go out to you know clients or suppliers uh, to see different envi environments to smell different air there's a, there's a lovely italian phrase that you've introduced me to cambiaria cambiaria thank you um which means f a change of air i think i'm missing that quite badly and i think a lot of other people are as well well, it's fascinating because you and I have talked a lot about when we come out of lockdown. Mm. Lockdown ended a long time it ago. It has technically ended, yeah. Uh, but for some of us, it doesn't really feel like there's been much change. Mm. Because as you say, you're not going out and meeting clients. You're not going out and meeting suppliers. You know, one of our clients is a London restaurant company. So to them, lockdown was over a long time ago. Business is back to usual to an extent. Um, you know, they're meeting their customers, they're meeting with their suppliers, everything mm. is face to face. But for us to then go and work with them face to face is still a bit of a rarity. Still, um, still quite fresh. Yeah. And most of our clients are still doing everything online. Yeah. And it, it, I think where, where maybe I'm lamenting things is it does feel samey samey in terms of everything always being kicked back. So I think we had a client say, oh, September, we'll be all back in the office mm -hmm. and we, you know, we got paid some good money to do some, some work in order to prepare them for that. And then all of a sudden, yeah, it's going to be November. Yeah. It's going to be and January. January. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just like, yeah, we've been here in this boat before. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that's what I'm lamenting. I think, mm. you know, the, the lack of diversity in my day mm. is, um, I, I'm, I have found frustrating. Mm. So, yeah. So I'm going to move from the downs to the looking forward. Yes. And one of the things, again, if we talk about advantages or, or upsides that seem to have occurred over the past closer to two years, really, through through all of the pandemic, is the, the conversations that people are having. So George Floyd became just the mm -hmm. catalyst for Black Lives Matter, having far greater noise, awareness, all of the global inclusive leadership programs that we're doing just they have so much more attention. Mm -hmm. you know, Pride Month was the strongest it's ever been. Yeah, me too. Also, I mean, I think it was about before George George Floyd, but um, quite a long time before. Yeah. But again, even that's grown more. The, Everything it, just it, seems to have more momentum. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Good word. And the exciting one for me, particularly being a woman who has just turned forty, mm. is that there is now an increasing awareness of the need for conversations about menopause. And for me, the idea that going into next year and the year beyond, there is going to be more, again, just opportunity for the conversations that we need to be having in the workplace. Mm. Uh, you know, there's organizations now who are offering 
bereavement leave after a miscarriage. Mm. We need to be having these conversations and it excites me that they are becoming more normal, more accepted as opposed to this, you know, miscarriage and menopause, these are things you do not talk about. No. And we need to talk about them. I, I think that's, I think that's, that has, I mean, I agree with you, that has been uh, one of the key positives to come out of uh, the working format COVID has forced us into is that you have to recognize that people live lives. They don't just work. And I think seeing, you know, big CEOs of some big companies and having their little toddlers run in and wave biscuits at them whilst you're trying to sell them something, or they're in fact trying to sell you something. Um, that has been excellent. It's been it's been good for the soul, I think, to uh, to have have things deprofessionalized to mm. some degree. Um, I think it's also been a great way for people to introduce themselves to you in a different way. So yeah, mm. I'm just trying to think of, you know, there was one person who had um, a surprising number of Disney toys in the background of their Zoom shot, and that was purposely done. You know, I've got a friend who uses his Zoom background to let everybody know he likes Star Trek in a fairly major way. And it's a conversation starter, and it's a very Absolutely. easy way, particularly for an introvert maybe, mm. to just put something out there and it, it, it'd be okay without actually necessarily needing to talk about it. And I think the more serious side of these things is, you know, when it comes to when it comes to sort of um, discrimination or gender or sexual uh, uh, diversity and things like that, um, I think menopause and miscarriage are quite important as well. Um, so yeah, I, I agree with you. That is quite exciting. And as somebody said to me recently, you know, menopause and miscarriage could be affecting fifty percent of your workforce. Mm. And the the comeback was no, it's a hundred percent. Because yeah. if you are in a relationship with somebody mm. going through menopause or going through a miscarriage. Yeah, well, it's all of you, yeah. Um, yeah. Fascinating point. Fascinating. What is a, a kind of look forward to for you? What are you hoping for over the next year? That is a very good question. I don't think I have an answer to that. I think with my uh, business hat on and not my Santa hat, I I would like to see smarter working on our part. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what that actually means. I do feel like at times we've been stretched thin. Too much butter. Too little butter (laughs) spread too thinly over too big a piece of toast at times. Um, For you Lord of the Rings fans. And um, so that has been a challenge. I would like to see us going back face to face. That would that that would really excite me. Not just because of my my grief, but because for you as an extrovert, is the, is there the, is much joy. Oh, the 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 energy that you bring back into the office after you have been face to face is is I've really missed that, mm. and um, the possibility of having that again is something to be excited about. Uh, and then I guess as well the the Helen dot com, mm. you know the the book launching the book launch is very exciting which is only a few weeks away now um to to get helenfruin.com up and running to be able to support you on that journey um and to you know to begin looking for the next step in your career and how you want to evolve your career into much more of the coaching kind of side of things um worrying about how that's actually going to impact on our profit margins is 
my sleepless nights <laughs> <laughs> uh, and not yours and um but yeah so i think helenfurin.com and and that next step in the career for you and, and supporting you through that is is also quite exciting too brilliant well indeed having mentioned the book launch there you you've said a few weeks away we're actually only a few days away now so yeah. watch this space plenty of information under the podcast links about where you can find the book and with that, we shall wish you all a very happy new year. Have a great Christmas and then a happy new year in that order, preferably, because otherwise that would be weird. Have a fabulous Christmas, everyone. Take care, everyone. Bye bye.